Hi, I'm Eve Kalinic, a nutritional therapist and author. And I'm Rosemary Ferguson, a nutritionist and a functional medicine practitioner. And this is The Wellness Breakdown. We have lots of clients walk into our clinics asking us about the newest wellness fads that have taken Instagram by storm. But these trends can be so difficult to get reliable information about, so we thought we'd help. Every week on the show, one of us will set the other one a challenge, testing the validity and the effects of some of these wellness trends. We will test these trends and record our progress over several weeks, days, or even months. So please join us. This is The Wellness Breakdown. We are super happy to say this series is supported by Simprove. Simprove believes that living your best, feeling your best and looking your best starts from within and we could not agree more. Their unique water-based food supplement containing live and active bacteria was created to support a healthy gut. Our friends at Simprove believe that this can help you gain the most from your life and Rose and I completely agree. If you want to find out more about Simprove, go to their website. The link is in the show notes. So in this episode, I've challenged Rose to give up her phone for the week as part of a digital detox. And the reason why I've chosen this challenge is that in today's technology-driven world, it seems as though our phones have sort of become indispensable, like literally a third arm. And for many of us, it is the first thing we look at when we wake up and the last thing we look at before we go to sleep. Also, when we're not endlessly scrolling or checking our phone, it's highly likely that we're transfixed on another screen, be it laptops, tablets, TVs, checking emails, scrolling on social media, watching streaming services, blah, 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 you get the gist. And whilst technology obviously provides us with loads of benefits, it's that relentless use that can have some pretty negative side effects like less productivity and focus, increased stress and anxiety, disconnection from real relationships and real people, disrupted sleep and other physical symptoms like headaches and digestive issues. These are lots of things that I hear in my practice reported from my clients. I'm thinking that maybe by suggesting some boundaries around this, that it could really help to sort of counterbalance some of the negative side effects. And that's the reason for the challenge. So my personal relationship with digital devices is one where I can sort of take it or leave it, mostly leaving it. And the reason for that is that I find parts of it quite stressful, if I'm really honest. I acknowledge the fact that I do need to use it for my business. It's an important part of that. And that's probably why I should be on it a bit more. But I do tend to sort of go in and come out. I don't tend to scroll. The reason I have given this to Rose is that she does need to kind of give it a bit of a rest. And I admire the fact that Rose does own her slight addiction to her phone and seemingly has a love-hate relationship there on occasions. And I did think that mentioning the challenge to her would send her into a bit of a spin. But she actually said... And this is quote unquote, oh, wouldn't that be lovely when I said switch it off for an entire day? So I want to see if she feels a bit calmer 
more connected, notices improvement in her sleep, focus and concentration from giving her phone a bit of a rest for a week. As part of that challenge, she has to switch off all her digital devices between the hours of 8pm to 8am, which includes phones, laptops, iPads. Emails and messaging are permitted between the hours of 9 to 5, like your working hours, but not at meal times. There is no engagement with all social media platforms for the duration of the week either. That could be posting or scrolling. This includes Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat and Clubhouse. And there's probably a few more that she might kind of get around, but any of those platforms. TVs and movies are actually fine, to be honest, because I don't think they're the major issue that I'm talking about here. But for one complete day, all devices mentioned in the curfew period must remain switched off from the previous day at 8pm and not switch it back on until the following morning at 8am, which means a complete digital rest day. I want Rose to pay particular attention to her mood, sleep and stress levels throughout the week. And I actually can't wait to hear how she gets along. Right, I'm starting my digital detox today and I am actually really not looking forward to it because I really struggle. I have realised as I've got teenage kids how much I tell them not to be on their phones but how much I'm on my phone as well. Even if it's for work, you know, it's still like not being able to leave it even for 20 minutes. Just you need to see what the emails are, who the messages are from, da 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 And so I'm slightly dreading but also quite looking forward to it because it's exhausting, that constant like checking, 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 checking. So here we go. My phone broke. And it just made me giggle because I had an enforced digital detox for about 48 hours. It was interesting because it was so nice. I didn't look at Instagram. I didn't text anybody. I didn't have a phone to go to bed with. It was lovely. It was ever so relaxing. I really did enjoy it. Having said that, I am going to carry on a little bit longer because it is a bit of a cheat, that, which is why I haven't left any comments. So anyway, my digital detox is going great because my phone broke. I had no choice. So that's the way to do it, kids. Oh, it's not going very well today. As I speak, I'm sitting in my bedroom. Mind you, in my defence, it is only 8pm. I'm really tired. And so I came to bed. So you're going to giggle. If you could see a picture of what I've got, I've got my phone. Behind my phone is my computer that is open, glaring at me. My the TV is on. And do you know what? I sort of just thought, oh, I'll go to bed and do some work. And then I remembered my digital detox. I'm not doing very well, am I really? That's another day added on to the end of this. So it's mental how much I struggle. But do you know why I remembered that? I was doing this is because I'm suddenly like <gasps> texting and emailing and trying to get everything ready so that I can go to sleep without you know and that everything's done all the Instagram posts are done so I suddenly was like oh shit I'm meant to be doing this digital detox and I can feel that I'm like my shoulders around my ears because I'm doing the exact opposite so I'm going to take everything downstairs now I'm kind of glad I've remembered to, that I'm doing a digital detox because now I can actually just switch off thank god I finished my digital detox now and I can say that it was really difficult. I found it really, really hard. It was a real wake up call to me. I don't feel like I'm addicted to it, but what I do do is I am so used to having screens around and noise, but I also know that that doesn't help you get into a really deep sleep and, you know, talking to sleep specialists and people, it disrupts your sleep. So even if you're asleep, you're not having good quality sleep. It's not something I enjoy doing, not going to bed without my screens, because it's sort of almost like my, you know, become the way I go to sleep. And for years I've been 
saying I want to read more and for years I've been saying I shouldn't do it and so on a really serious note I am going to carry on but I'm just saying that I don't feel like it's not like I've suddenly found the joy of it because I haven't I found it a real struggle but I did say that when I didn't have my phone because it broke I, I really did enjoy that and that I really did but yeah I found it really hard it's definitely a really ingrained habit of mine so I will be carrying on because I know that it is for the greater good but I find it very difficult but I must say I found my sleep better but I will explain to you all of that when I speak to you Eve. Hi Rose. Hi. How are you doing? How's your week been without your phone? Interesting. And it's not been just a week because as you've heard from my diary, there were a few upsets along the way. So we've got to get getting extended because I either screwed up or my phone broke or I chose to forget I was doing a digital detox and failed. <laughs> I've obviously listened to your diary with some very comical parts in there. But give me a bit more of a rundown about how it went, how you felt. Okay, can I just say, just for the record, say that I'm not particularly addicted to things like Instagram. Like I do Instagram, I do it for work and I love the community I have and I chat and I'm suddenly like, I'll go on it and I'll be looking for something or be thinking I should reply to a direct message or something. And then five minutes have gone and I'm like, what the hell was I doing? I can't remember what I was doing. So Instagram isn't my, my, my downfall. It's like making sure that all my emails are read, making sure all my text messages are read, checking the weather, checking. I mean, you know, it's just that like picking up the phone and looking at it and, you know, like looking at WhatsApp, uh, you know, Amazon. I mean, I'm sorry, I have to hold my hand up. It's terrible, you know, but that sort of thing. So it's not so much mm. social media that's my problem. It's just that instantaneous hit. And I know from research that you get an adrenaline hit when you pick up your phone. And dopamine. They've shown MRI yes. scans that prove that your brain responds in a way that is like almost addictive particularly yes. if you post something yourself and particularly when you get likes on something yourself or you're doing something like a purchase or something like that yeah for sure it's just and it's just like that frenetic adrenal energy you know we work our ass yeah we've spoken about before you know because we're self-employed you can work all day and all night and it's yeah you yeah. never get to the bottom of the to-do list yeah so that's my thing is that i will wake up and be like <gasps> do this email I haven't thought about this write it on the to-do list so okay so how did I get on so I was a bit um first of all my phone broke which was which hilarious so was... I mean how what <laughs> serendipity right I literally didn't do anything to it it wasn't like I dropped it smashed yeah. it dropped it in a puddle dropped it down the loo yeah nothing happened to it I just woke up in the morning and the little whirly thing was spinning and it didn't stop so I had 24 hours of no phone and of course when April my lovely colleague she asked did I want to wait for it to be fixed or did I want her an insurance job on it there the next day I was like there the next day thank you very much immediately as quickly as possible but I did really enjoy not having my phone for 24 hours it was absolute heaven and then I got it back and actually I realised I go to bed quite early a lot I wake up very early at the moment mm-hmm. I mean really early like 5 in the morning I get up Okay. so I go to bed quite early and my favourite thing in the world is to get into bed watch TV tinker on my phone and I realised through this process that that is what I do. And actually, it's almost like my sleep protocol, which is shock. It really shocked me. I was like, oh, my God. I tell all my clients to leave their phones, have an Epsom salt bath, read a book. Oh, right. And my sleep protocol is watching TV, doing emails and texting my mum back. I was literally like, shit, this is so bad. So bad. I had to keep adding a day on every now and then when I screwed it up. But I did do it, but it was a real eye-opener. What did you notice then? Or did you notice anything from the days that you weren't on the phone so much? Like that day when it broke, did you feel like kind of less 
stressed or yeah. more present yes. or anything like that? Yeah, I did. So because I've got this like obsession about clearing decks and making sure everything's answered, or my brain's always going, that when I wasn't yeah. doing that, so when I did leave my phone downstairs and I did go to bed at 8.30 or 9 and then I um, read a book, that feeling of getting into bed and reading it was really like there was something beside me I was going where is it where's my phone something's wrong it's not there but my brain was better that's what I can say I felt like I had more space but I have kept it up cool I have kept up not having my phone in my room unless I need comfort and all that so I have kept it up because it's so much nicer and it's nicer for people around me because I'm not working at nine o'clock at night we can all sit and watch tv and my you know if everyone piles into my room so it's it's been much nicer and in the morning it just sets the tone much better I mean I can't tell you so much better for the day ahead it's not the first thing you're checking yeah yeah. but it does trigger that adrenal energy straight away you're straight into that thing and so actually it's a much slower move into the day it's weird when you actually remove it how much you're kind of more mindful about it like actually when you're just in it you don't really notice and like how many times have I've done it myself I'm guilty of it where you're watching a program and because you're on the bloody device you have to rewind it about six times because you're missing it (laughs) really crucial parts of Maiden Chelsea by the way that obviously I cannot miss that plot line unfolding but you know what I mean like you're just sort of rewinding or you might be in a conversation not really listening to it so yes that definitely that that being yeah. present and with that taking the phone out of the bedroom did you notice actually on your aura ring that you had a better night's sleep normally it looks like I wake up quite a lot at the beginning of the night till about midnight Without my phone there, it, I would fall in straight into a deep sleep. Interesting. Which is absolutely what the studies show. There's a really good study that was done in Harvard that shows about blue light and interrupting yeah. your sleep. So you feel like you're sleeping, but actually the blue light is interfering with your brain waves, and yeah. so you're not sleeping as well. So actually, melatonin. My, yeah, exactly. So the ring said my sleep was a better quality. So yeah, really interesting. So you'll continue that part then, keeping it out of the bedroom. Yeah, I wake up, and it's, it's literally when I say that, like something on my shoulder. It's like something needling at me I feel like that sometimes when it's going check me check me yes it's like what there's nothing to bloody check I know it's like I've checked everything. I've checked. I know yeah. the weather in forty-two countries for the next six days. I don't need to look at anything. <laughs> I know it's true. You know, it's like when you forget your phone. People feel really lost without their phone. Yeah, and it's not even like I said. It's not social media. It's just the screen and my computer too. Like I love getting to bed, do my emails, do my supermarket shop. But you know, well, actually, it's one thing I do say to clients is there's only two things you should be doing in the bedroom, and one of them isn't shopping on the internet. Yes, I know. Really, let's like have the electricity between the sheets not being on your phones and maybe something a bit more interesting but so what would be your top three takeaway points from the challenge itself well so one that I really need to get a grip two I think the morning thing is quite a big thing for me when I wake up in the morning I potter around but with the phone it jolts me into reality so without it I've had much more relaxed mornings like I'm like much more likely to do my meditation much more likely to have a little stretch nice just to potter yeah and do stuff so it's not like okay because the minute i tell you what is really a killer is if you wake up and you see a shitty email and you're like oh yeah shit it's it's horrible then it makes you feel really horrible, yeah. anxious i think you're right people that want to write you nasty emails should do it around lunchtime yeah as far as I'm yeah, concerned, exactly. because Could you just do it in the working hours. Yeah. Or like if you get something from the accountant telling you your tax bill is four times oh, exactly. more what you were hoping. Yeah, <laughs> what you were hoping totally. Be, you know, 
it's much better to handle that when you've had your morning rather than starting a day with that. So that's a really big thing. And what was the other thing? There was something else I was going to say. Oh, reading a book. We haven't discussed reading a book. I find reading hard because my brain is all over the shop. But I have enjoyed reading because it is, as I say in my diaries, it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time is read more. And my other half is a prolific reader and an author. So he's been asking me to read his book for a long time. So I've actually started doing that, which is quite That's lovely. Yeah, it's actually really nice. And it also helps keep me calm because I'm quite hyper. So, you know, it helps me to switch off, Mm -hmm. which um, I find hard to do. So yeah, all in all, I've actually really enjoyed it. Been shocked at how hard it was, but I have really enjoyed it. So I'm really grateful, actually, that you dragged me through that. Well, and also something that you can take ongoing, which is always a positive new challenge, is actually that we take parts of it, if not whole elements of it, and then bring them into our life. So what I've got from your challenge is that one, we are all of us guilty of being on our phones too much. Two, we need to put some boundaries and curfews around them. And three, that ultimately we can support a more present and mindful existence by doing that and improve lots of other aspects, including things like sleep, stress, and having just a bit more kind of focus really. So yeah, I think, look, guys, we just can't be that addicted to our phones really use them more mindfully in a way right exactly you have to battle it and also the other thing actually is something that it's a top tip from someone who's struggled with it is once you have left the phone downstairs and you are in bed it's nice you sort of go oh this is really nice the heart just leave the phone walk away Mm. walk away from the phone definitely put your charging and stuff downstairs keep your computer downstairs and then you know walk away and once you once you've walked away it's okay (laughs) Out of everything you've talked about, the real positive of it, Rose, was really, really engaging with your family and your other half. Like spending time watching TV with them, really engaging in reading Jake's book. Like those are like, that's, I mean, you can't put a price on that. Really. Yeah, it's true. It's nice. Actually, you know, if my kids could hear this, they would be laughing their socks off because I am so strict about screen time they have screen time locks on their phone that switch their phone off after an hour or actually now we've upped it to two because they were like you're kidding i mean these are teenagers they're not even there you know mm. you know they're 14 and 15 years old for god's sake but it's just because i don't want phone zombies yeah. as children so yeah it was good actually because i think you know practicing what you preach in front of your kids works much better than not <laughs> yeah no definitely and i think your top tip there is a good one like out of sight out of mind yeah you know put the phone in a drawer put it in another room meal times put it in a drawer it's quite a good thing to do yeah when you go to bed leave it downstairs so it's not there to kind of distract you so yeah. well thank you so much for doing the challenge i know thank this you. one was really hard for you and i'm really <laughs> pleased that you did eventually crack the habit and um that you'll take some really good things from it so thanks again rose thank you so much Eve. see you on the next episode bye bye next week on the wellness breakdown i will be challenging eve to do something a lot of listeners are probably doing right now for themselves macro tracking is macro tracking really a great way of keeping tabs on what you eat or does it promote an unhealthy relationship with food tune in to find out couple of quick notes before we go but they are important ones make sure to subscribe to the wellness breakdown so you get automatically notified about new episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts we really want to hear from you and what you all think of the show be sure to send us your thoughts comments and what challenges you would like rose and i to take on next write to us at inbox at the wellness breakdown.com or find us via instagram at the wellness breakdown details in the show notes too.
You've been listening to The Wellness Breakdown, our podcast. Presented by me, Rosemary Ferguson. And me, Eve Kalinic. This podcast was produced by One Fine Play. From One Fine Play, James Bishop is the executive producer. Kasra Feruzia is the audio and visual engineer. Connor Foley is the editorial producer and researcher. Additional creative support from Selena Christofidis. This episode was recorded by Kasra Feruzia. Thanks for listening to The Wellness Breakdown. We would also like to say thank you to our sponsor, Simprove. Without them, the show wouldn't be possible. Like us, Simprove believes everyone deserves to get the most out of their lives. And one of the keys to this is a healthy mind and a healthy gut microbiome. Of course, do seek a professional medical opinion if you need advice. If you want to try Simprove, head to the Simprove website and use the code Wellness Breakdown 15 for 15% off your first order. And please, if you like the show, rate the podcast and subscribe as well. Hi guys, this is just a quick reminder that although we are professionals, if you're in need of health advice, please visit your GP. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not substitute for medical advice. Please consult a medical professional or provider if you're seeking medical advice, diagnosis or specific treatment.